Welcome back to Bear With Me. The Boston Bruins are now 15-2-0 through 17 games and remain undefeated at home, first in the Atlantic, first in the Eastern Conference, and first in the National Hockey League. I'm Joey Capone. That's Rob Tachi. Rob, what's going on, buddy? Not much. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling better now than I was uh, at the end of last night. The game was great. Mm -hmm. I was at the game. Um, I learned that I have zero tolerance for alcohol anymore. I had two beers, two beers in the course of like three hours. And I, by the when I left that game, I was like, oh boy, oh no. And like I woke up and like did that thing where you see how much water you can drink in one sitting without getting further sick. I was going to say, yeah, I don't see you drink much at all. Anymore. I really don't. I used to in college, like quite a bit. That's the fraternity experience. I remember that. Yeah. Three beers at a time. Uh, mm -hmm. But no, not anymore. I, I think I was saying to somebody, I've had like less than 10 beers in the last like three months. Yeah. I mean, we've gone to a couple games together and I don't think you had a single beer. No. In those times. Were you alone at this game? No, I, I was there with my my uh, my good friend, uh, John. He, okay. he accompanied me. We had a really, really good time. It was a really good crowd environment. Thursday night games are a ton of fun because it's very rowdy, but there's not usually a ton of kids because it's a school night. But right. like people are drinking on Thursday nights by the by like halfway through that third period, like like you probably could have like tested the alcohol content of the air of the garden last night. It was really good. You were saying it's a very drunk crowd. And every time you said that, because there was a couple, I I every time you said it thought, I think you're just drunk. Everyone here is fucked up right now. It's like, we're all having such a great time. Like Everybody's so drunk. And I'm like the only one who's been drinking the whole game. Yeah, like, you're screaming into your phone. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I watched the videos of you screaming. I was like, wow, I was really genuinely screaming into my phone. Like, I, mean, I was trying to imagine my first thought when I saw those videos. If you haven't seen them, go check them out on the bear with me Twitter. But I was like, <laughs> I was like, I I thought you were alone at the game, first off. Nope. So I was like, if Rob is celebrating this goal, just screaming into his phone alone, like there's it's almost no, sad. There's it's no choice but to respect it. No, it it, it was it there was I woke up this morning, I'm like, you know, it might have just been me. Regardless, <laughs> yeah. like I brought it up. I, I've also found that I've gotten a lot more comfortable about yelling at people for like breaking uh etiquette. Oh, I've noticed you, that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't like that. Yeah, I know. You're sitting next to me opening night, and there was somebody two rows in front of Joe and I, and they were standing, turned around, talking to the row behind them. And for like what felt like a few minutes was probably one minute, I was yelling at an increasingly loud volume for them to sit down, to which they responded with indifference. And I found I've noticed that game in game out. I'm just way more comfortable with yelling at people who are standing and like not it, like it's your standing because something's going on. That's fine. Like I get it. Like I, I get excited. And I stand like on a breakaway. You don't even mean to do it. Mm -hmm. But if like there was just like a play developing on the far end of the ice, like me having to look over more people to see it. And this guy was just stand turning around just chit chatting. And I was yelling at him and he kind of gave me a smiling thumbs up. And I was like, turn around. You might see a hockey game like. And then I, I was like, and I caught myself. That, yeah, I was like, caught myself. I'm like, wow, I'm possibly too comfortable with this now. Well, I think that's like a whole season ticket holder side effect. That's like, it I'm feels in, like you're home. I'm incredibly entitled right away. That's exactly <laughs> what it is. This is my house. Like, I'm yeah, you, yeah, like, you sit down. But yeah. like, I think as you did that on opening night, when you started yelling at that guy, I think I took out my phone and was like aloud whispering to myself, like, okay, oh, geez. All right. Oh, yeah, no, right, you literally... This 
covered your eyes with your hands. Like mm-hmm. you were like, you were turning away as like, if like, you're I doing do not this, know this man. Like, you're doing this, not me. Yeah. Cause like I, I will put up with someone sitting on my lap before I speak <laughs> up. I'm not going to do much at all. I think like the only people that I'm going to be like straight up, like yelling at, at a game is like the, like, come on guys, let's cheer guy. Yeah. And the like, let's start the wave guy. Anyone who wants me to do anything, I'm gonna be like, shut the fuck up, sit down. Don't that's start the, a wave. Don't uh, just, don't start a wave. I'm trying to watch. That's the one thing I'll be like, dude. If you're asking me to do favors for you, right? You want me to stand? You want me to yell? You want me to do this? No, no, I'm not doing anything for you. That that. But beyond that, I mean, it takes a lot to get me going. About a beer and a half, actually. Is what garden beer and a half? Because we yeah. talked about this too. The garden beers get you going. I don't know if it's like the <laughs> cold know. air or what. But there's there's yeah, some they're, alcohol they're, in those beers. I'll say some that. Shit in it. I mean, it helps that like the usually what I'll do now is I'll get a drink at the hub hall before the game. I'll have like I've been drinking like main lunch and I think it's like a seven point eight eight percent. And but usually when I get to the game, I haven't eaten since actual lunch. So it's like that that beer is doing overtime. Mm-hmm. So that usually carries me well enough. But yeah, but like drinking in the garden, there's something going on there. I don't know what uh, that's about. Also, credit to my friend John, because it was at the end of the first period. The Bruins are on a power play 5.6 seconds left, and there was a stoppage, mm-hmm. and they were set up on the offensive zone. That's like six seconds in that scenario. Like something can happen. Something can absolutely happen. Mm-hmm. And we saw a few people to our left standing up and getting ready to leave earlier. And he looked at me as like, I'm not standing. Like I'm not getting out of the way for them. And they like came up to us in the middle of play going on. And they're like, can, excuse me. And he was like, I'm you can wait. And then he, he waited for play to end. And then he <laughs> that's got fair. Like, that's fair. Yeah. That's again, that's asking me to do something. Yeah. Don't, like, I'm don't not going to move for you. Yeah. You know, but yeah, but no, yeah. I mean, honestly, all in all really fun crowd. I've, I've had some spotty luck with the people sitting around me. Cause I've had people just like, I don't, I don't give a shit if you've never been to a game and it's new. It's like obvious, but it's cool. Like it's fun to see new people coming in and experiencing TD Garden clearly for the first time. Like I love that. Like had an elderly British couple sit next to me a few games ago and it was like kind of cute. I was like, oh, like good for them. Like that's a cool thing to do. I possibly on vacation. I'm totally assuming that's what that was. Mm-hmm. But like that's last yeah. You're yeah, but Boston. like last night, it was all like mid twenties, drunk, like genuinely into it, knew what was going on. Like that it was a mm-hmm. fun crowd to watch the game with. Any uh, Flyers fans around? Yeah, there was someone in a Simone Gagne jersey a few rows in Hell front yeah. of us, which was like, all right, that, that counts. I saw a few Carter Hearts and a few Wayne Simmons. I'm like, these are all good choices. I, I support that. No Giroux yeah. jerseys, I noticed. That is odd, but right? I, th- there's something special in the air when Boston and Philly collide. Yeah, there's just like something about the like the old like both teams have like a history of being like brutal teams to play against. Uh, I will say, like, I could have been, I could have not had any uh, awareness that Tortorella was the coach before that game, and I could have watched that game and been like, "Is this a John Tortorella team?" They had like nine mm-hmm. blocks in the first period. Like, like the Bruins could get nothing on that for the first like ten or so minutes. Honestly, they did. They were the shot count was up pretty high last night, but even mm-hmm. still, the shot attempts there was a ton of blocks. Yeah, uh, no, yes. you, you can tell. You can tell right away. It's crazy how much he brings that. It's like, what is it? Is he threatening? Because these are grown men. He must be honestly. Like he just strikes me as someone who would strike you. Like, like I don't know. He has a very threatening aura around him. I can't imagine playing underneath John Tortorella. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's part of the reason why he's not usually around too long. It's like, hey, look, yeah. you're great, you're getting some good stuff, but like also the guys are ready to file some lawsuits. It yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. Uh couple of things about this game. Let's jump right into it. The first jump right into it as if we haven't been just like chatting for seven minutes. But uh, I saw a meme about that. It's like guy 40 minutes into podcast. Okay, let's just get into this. Like, yeah, let's just jump right to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Strawman back in the lineup, uh, which was interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, he did have a chance early on. He was getting involved more so than getting involved. He created a great scoring chance for himself and was getting involved. Um, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. They were overall pretty sloppy early on. He was like kind of one of the only guys who was was uh, uh, really standing out to me, which is something. Uh, Omark was kept busy pretty early on. He had a hot start. Dude, I was looking at some numbies today. Oh, I'm look- I love when you do that. I'm also looking it- at some numbies. It doesn't happen too often. I'm not calling numbers numbies. I said that once, and I'm I'm never doing that again. I'm gonna. Call, that's all I'm gonna call. It okay, that's fine. On. We both can't do it. That's the only thing. No, that's fair. No, that'd be weird. Uh, I was looking at some numbies as I call them. Uh, do you know how many games? Just out of your gut, how many games has Jeremy Swayman started this year? Oh, I know the answer. Yeah, go for it. Oh, but no, is it? No, no, I don't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought I could confidence my way into it. I know he's played four games. Mm-hmm. So he started three. He started three games. And he's only played two of them fully. He's only played two 60-minute games because he got pulled in the Ottawa game, and then he came in for Olmark against Pittsburgh, and he faced four shots and then got his knee snapped in half. Doesn't that just feel wrong? It does. It absolutely does because I tweeted through the account earlier today about like how like tomorrow Swayman is expected to start, and I was like, that's a good game, home ice against a struggling offense. And then I was looking at his numbers and like, he's only played in four games, two of which were like, he played the whole game. Yeah. I was like, his numbers are not great. And I was like, why is that? And it's, he has like an eight, six, eight. And it's, yeah. Because, like, he has a like a three forty five goals against, I think, which like, uh, again, those are like not accurate. Cause like you said, I mean, it was the Ottawa got, game. That's what it was. Basically just the yeah. Ottawa game. And then like the, did, did he, uh, did he allow one when he came in for Olmark? He did not. He stopped four no. on four. Okay, so still faced four shots. Yeah. Like that, yeah. From so, that goalie change, neither of them let in a goal. That is true. He didn't let in any, right. and then Olmark didn't when he had to come back. It's just weird. It just feels like Swayman has played more than he has. It yeah. felt like this was a 50-50 for a bit, and like, you know, the elite Olmark's taken like the last, I don't know, six or seven. Um, but that just... Yeah, I, I simultaneously was thinking that Swayman has played a lot more, and then it was also aware that Olmark already has like 12 wins in 13 starts. Outrageous. Just dumb numbers. Outrageous numbers. Uh, he had a crazy save on a breakaway early on um, that Pasta he, kind of gave up single-handedly. Oh, the, but he just turned around and passed it up the boards, and there's just a flyer in stride. Yeah. Yeah, yeah just some... Just some just some pasta being pasta stuff. Just some him making some quick decisions that like there's you can recognize when pasta makes a decision that's a bad one because he almost hesitates in the moment. You can just see it. You're like he's doing the thing again. But he's, he's quick. He makes quick decisions. Like it's like I can do math fast. It's not accurate, but I can do it fast. <laughs> like yeah, and that was that was one of those. That was a quick math pass. Uh, 
and and Omar just bailed him out. He was bailing out a couple of guys. Grizzy also he, had an yeah. ugly giveaway in the first. He was the best. Like Olmark was the best Bruin in the first period. Far and no away. doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, there was that ugly pasta giveaway, the ugly Grizzy one. The Grizzy one was like in their own zone, just this ugly pass up the middle, just the soft pass that Olmark immediately bailed him out for. Um, it really wasn't till late in the first that they had any kind of offense going at all. And it was on the power play. It was almost single-handedly Marchand just controlling the play, patient as hell, working the puck around. His, his control coupled with his patience moving the puck is just like a – it's like an unbeatable resource. Like what – what do you do against that guy other than like pin him against the boards if you can catch up to him? Which you really can't because he's really good about like squeezing out of that. You kind of just hope he misses and then you get to the rebound first. Like the the puck was exploding off a lot of people's sticks last night. I, I felt like especially in the first half. Um, but like it did seem like he had pretty good control of it. I will say there was two things, two not neg well negatives. I wanted to say I'm waiting for Marshan to control a game. Because he hasn't done that yet. And he I feel like that's part of his MO sometimes. Not always, mm. but he can come into a game. Usually when they start the game with that top line. And it's just one of those. You first shift on the ice for him. You're like, it's one of those games. Where he's just like incredibly tenacious. Like just like he just woke up. He's like, I'm, I need three points tonight. That's it. I need it. I need it. And so, there's, I think there's been games where he he plays like that but just maybe doesn't get the bounces. Like he almost scored on that power play. He was commanding that power play. Even if he didn't run, you know, the whole, the whole show, he was running that power play. He almost scored on that, um, on that wraparound. And yeah. it's like, it's almost like if he needs an early one to like, it, it just helps his odds that he's going to get more, but I don't know. I think he, beyond just points and getting on the board, it's like, he's, almost always putting himself in a position where like he can uh, be having a three point night every night. Yeah. And I, I have faith. The numbers will come like, I, I'm not even trying to say that like, he's not playing well because he is, it's just, mm -hmm. there's a certain level of like aggression in his play that you see. It's not every game. Cause it, it, I don't think it could be every game, mm -hmm. but it's just one of those like things I'm, I'm kind of looking out for. Also. I love that the moment I make a comment about how he never takes one timers. I've seen him take like 12 one timers <laughs> since I've made that comment. Like I, it's every game he takes like two. I'm like, well, I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. It's one of those yellow car things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Talk uh, about and, it so, and, and then my other negative was um, they need to start being better in the first two periods. Like, like they're going to get humbled in but the do next they? couple weeks. They, no, they do. They do. Because we're playing not good teams. We're playing teams that you can play at half power and stay even with. But when we play against Vegas or New Jersey, who's now on an 11-game winning streak, or even like any team like above like 600, any, any team that's like not just like middling, but like good. They're going to get burned. They're going to like, they can't keep winning the game in the third period. That's not sustainable. And it's a little worrying. Like I'm enjoying the ride. It's awesome. Like, but like the garden was quiet in the first like 40 minutes. Like there wasn't a goal scored until like 31 and a half minutes into the game. The garden was not like crazy active. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, I love the third period explosion. It's so much fun. But like, if you look at a four, one score, you're like, that's a blowout. But like most of that game, I would not say the Bruins were blowing out the flyers. Like 
first half, I was like not nervous, but I'm like, oh, this this might be it. This could be it, especially with Carter Hart playing as well as he did. Oh my god, is he good, dude? He is good. He's better than his numbers suggest. He's yeah. let me see. I got I got his stuff here. He's rocking a two five five and a nine twenty five save percentage. I his he's better than those numbers. He is, is he yeah. damn good. He's I mean, a top nine twenty five is good too. Two five five is the only one that's like not great, but yeah, I think I think that that's more the one that I'm talking about in terms of like it, he's better than his numbers. He's better than a two five five, which, which is on, yeah. That could fair. honestly be more about like Philly's defense too. Yeah, he's he's just damn good, and he's one of those goalies that you just like assume is going to give you a lot of problems. And if you don't break him early, you might not break him. So there was like there was some time early in the second where I was thinking like if they don't get to him soon, I don't know if they're going to get to him. Because yeah. when when he shuts you down, it's just demoralizing. Because you there's so many good chances that like there's chances already that the Bruins shoot wide. They're finding a lot of posts this year, and it's like okay, if you're getting opportunities, you're getting quick quick shots and getting them on net, and you're just getting robbed. It's like it, it from a fan standpoint feels demoralizing. It's like you can only imagine how those guys are feeling. Yeah, it's just a frustration that's kind of hard to get past some games. Yeah, and I wasn't sure that they were going to. Uh, no, I, I felt they, the same way. They sure did. I, I so m- before we get to that, more more of what you were saying. Uh, I I just have a confidence when I'm watching them play down to their opponents because that's what they are doing. It's yeah, it, in a way. When I'm watching them play down and I'm watching, you know, 30 scoreless minutes, it's like I just know that explosion is going to come. It's a, it's just a domino effect. It's like one guy gets it going and I know it's just going to boom, boom, boom. I don't know if playing tougher opponents is going to change that or like shut that down because it's like I, I really think it's an opponent issue. I think it's that when you're getting by playing the way you're playing, you're going to keep doing it. I don't think going down early 2-0 to the Devils isn't 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 going to bring out something ferocious. Honestly, I I joked at the garden last night and someone was like shut your mouth. I was like you almost want them to get scored on first because mm-hmm. as soon as they get scored on, like especially last night, like they had the two goal lead, but the moment that uh, I think it was Hayes scored mm-hmm. or whoever scored the, they that is exactly when they took over. That is exactly when they were just controlling the puck in the offensive zone. Mm-hmm. So it's it's and I, I also made the joke last night. I'm like in, in regards to them not you know fully kicking into gear. It's like they're playing with their food. They're just kind of like batting them around. They're like, come on, you want you want to take a swing? You want to take a swing at me? Okay, and then they finish them off in the third. So like I I if they're mm-hmm. going to if, I mean I'm not going to say they're going to play against Vegas and then just be super lackadaisical in the first period. They're going to go in and know they're playing the Knights. Like they know what to expect and what they need to do to beat them. But it's also just like I don't you still just want to see the 60 minute effort even against the teams you don't necessarily need it against. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. But there's I don't know, there's just so many examples of everything clicking and everyone clicking that I'm like, Oh, like they can get there. 
they'll get there. Like, I'm not worried about it. Like if they need to wait for their prey to show their teeth a little bit, I'm okay with that. Because like you said, when they go into Vegas and they're going up against a, you know, a lion, like you, you don't need to wait for the lion to show their teeth. Like, you know, you know who you're going up against. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, the thing is we haven't really seen it yet. It's kind of a wait and see thing. I think they're going to come out firing in those games. I really do. I'm excited for them. I'm like really excited for the next couple of weeks. Like tomorrow's going to be fun against Chicago. <laughs> I was like writing that Swayman tweet. Like I was looking at how Chicago has their 31st in goals per game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, who's worse than them? And it's Philadelphia. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a fun do- like back to back to have like. Yeah. And then do Tampa Bay too. How about them? How aren't aren't they like not doing great right now? They are in a weird position. I will tell you that much, dude. They let me let me get this up here. Because remember, it's like flipped. It's like the teams on top are the ones you would think would be on the bottom. Like the whole league. This is a weird year. It's it's just a fucking weird league. Wait, so everyone plays how many games? Um. Yeah, so they they just beat the Flames, beat the Stars in OT, and then beat the Caps. So they're they're coming off three oh, wins. They're good. No, they're good. They're ten and six and one. That's good. That's a very good record. Yeah, on a three game winning streak. Yeah. All right. That's that's better than I thought. But yeah, we're playing them. I think they're playing the Canes soon. Carolina is very good. They're ten and five and two. Yeah, but there's so they, like we're we're about to play a lot better match teams i still very confidently think the bruins are better than all of these teams but it'll be more i think it's just it's more fun when they're it feels like more of a threat it's like they feel like they're the gladiator just fighting fodder and they're like can someone give me a run for my money can i die a warrior's death please (laughs) like yeah i think i think next week is really going to be it it's tampa florida uh canes Okay. Yeah, so that's that, a good. That'll that's really solid. be it. Yeah. I'm, yeah. And then the Vegas in like twice in a week. I'm really, really looking forward to those games. Yeah. Yeah. Next week's gonna be packed. We should probably do a show after each of those. Maybe, maybe we'll lump in the the Blackhawks and and Tampa games. Yeah, that'd be fine. Because I, I can't imagine. I don't know. <clears throat> the way I was feeling about this Flyers game, where I was like, oh, you know, you can't get too confident. You, the, you know, you might drop one. It happens. Like it's got to go down at some point. I feel the exact opposite way about the Chicago game. Like now that we're oh, yeah, no, up, yeah, no, I, up. not even remotely worried. I mean, watch that now be the one, but like, I just, sure. I don't know. I just feel like, I think it's going to be a really big night for Bergeron and Marchand. Don't quite know why. I just feel like they haven't been the stars much. And that's not even true because mm-hmm. Bergeron has been scoring, but it just, you know what I, like I was saying before, like there's like games where like that was the top lines game. Mm-hmm. there's just been so much contributions throughout the lineup that there hasn't been like a game that's like yeah that this one this win brought to you by the bergeron line yeah and i would just love to see like each of them have like three points tomorrow night i think that could be very possible do you know that on nhl.com when you're on the schedule if you go to like games that are on the road there's just like the first thing there is a link to buy plane tickets uh, yeah, I did see that. And I was like, how presumptuous of you. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, you see that they're playing the Panthers. Do you want tickets with JetBlue? Do you want an Uber for $900? <laughs> I 
wonder what an Uber from here to Florida would look like. I was wondering that too. Now I feel like 900 is not going to cover it. it. Better. Yeah, well. That's all I got. <laughs> uh, I do want to just jump right to, I, I, I alluded to the first goal, but let's discuss mm-hmm. it. Two goals scored in a row for the Boston Bruins by Thomas Nosek. Love it. Back-to-back Bruins goal scored by Tommy Tommy the Nose. Yeah, an empty netter and then another goal. It's a shame that Lindholm didn't get an assist on that goal just because of the Mm -hmm. way that the the way the play came out. Mm -hmm. That is like such born from his entry. Like that that move, like everybody in the crowd was like, oh, like I think I screamed Hampus when that happened. It's hard to say. Yeah. If the only other person really deserving of the assist is Felino, who did get it. I mean, I mean, even Zaka's a, like quick little pass is perfect. Yeah, just give it to them all. Yeah, just <laughs> like, apples but, around, dude. But yeah, I mean, Hampus gets that going. It feels like every goal, there's like one clear guy that's like, well, this person like set the play in motion, and then from there it was just like beautiful execution, beautiful execution, beautiful execution. It's like somebody takes attention, somebody gets someone out of position, somebody dominates control for a moment, and then it's just perfect, 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 like perfect pass, perfect shot. Um, and that was that was just a, a, a textbook example of it. Dude, Nick Foligno might be the best facilitator on this team. I am loving Nick's play. It's so good. And I, it's so, it's vindicating might be the word. I don't know. There's something about him coming off of a brutal year. Like he was like, really getting it from a lot of the fans honestly myself included because like 3.8 million dollars a year and he put up like two goals and you're like yeah i know you're a locker room guy but like oh that hurts Mm -hmm. but he has just been an absolute force Mm -hmm. this year and it's just so good to see and part of that is that he had hype around him when he came here that it was like oh hell yeah Yeah. the bees got felino like he was still uh like everyone understood he wasn't like in his prime but it's like he's still like a dude and he really wasn't last year no so uh yeah there's something about like a likable guy turning it around that's just really awesome to watch especially because you know he's just like a good guy he's not just like a fun guy he's a good guy he's the second captain he's the bottom six captain i like that the bottom six captain yeah like it's unbelievable there's like everybody's just mm-hmm. like, oh, he's the funniest, nicest guy. Nobody has anything bad to mm-hmm. say about Nick Felino. Dude, Noshik um, deserves credit on this goal, too, though. Oh, I was going to say, this is you tell me you can't see like two months ago or a month ago this setup happening and him roofing it like oh, over my. the net. Like, this is mm-hmm. exactly the type of play that kept materializing that he would hit post or just go wide. So, I and I'm I'm just gonna attribute it to that empty net where it's out of his mind now and he's not overthinking it and he's just put it on net because yeah. he had the whole fucking net on that goal. Like watch like go back and watch it. Like Carter Hart was like scrambling to get back into position. And like he had put it in a really good place. Like there was really no unless he shot it directly at Carter Hart, that would have been a goal. But it was just I didn't even notice it was him at first. <laughs> I saw him turn around, I saw 92, and I started yelling. Because like the thirty minutes prior to that, I kept every even if he wasn't on the ice, I was yelling "Give it to Tom." I was just yelling "No sick." <laughs> so when he scored, the guy in front of me turned around. He was like, "You called it." I'm like, "I've been yelling that for three three hundred minutes of game time." So <laughs> I was bound to be right, dude. He 
he needed that empty netter so yeah. bad. And like we talked about it, how he like wasn't even really celebrating it when it happened. Cause he's like, Oh, like I got the monkey off my back, but like, not really. Yeah. You this know, is I not think real. bigger, both important. Yeah. These, these two combined are it like that was like, okay, that was technically a goal. And this was a goal. Mm-hmm. But like you said, I don't know if he gets this without the empty netter. No, I, I, I am inclined to think he misses it. Yeah. But, but no, uh, he, he had a good night again. Like he's he 78% on the face off dot, like seven wins, two losses. Very quietly amazing at the dot, I think. Yeah, that's a, a stat I was not super familiar with. I'll tell you, dude. It was last year. He was at, in second place on the team after Bergeron. He was like, I think, like around 55 to 60%. Like he's very good on the dot. He is 58% on the year. <laughs> Nick Foligno is number one on the team at the moment. Is 100%? 73. Oh, my God. I'm looking. He was like, he, he took one last night and he won it. Why is Nick Foligno not taking more draws? <laughs> Who's to say? Get him out there. Yeah. Put Taylor Hall had six shots last night. Led the team. Um, the next highest was three from Bradley. Brad. Brad. What did you think of Strawman? Like, like across the game. Um, like I said early on, he was standing out to me. Um, he did kind of blend in, which is a good thing, I think, as yeah. time went on. Uh, what did you? What were you getting? Kind at? of the same. Like there was, I truly can't even remember it now. But there was something in the first period that I was like, "Oh, Strawman." Like it was something mm-hmm. that kind of negatively caught my eye. But past that, like truly nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't the defense all around other than like some giddy up moves from Lindholm was kind of a little on the quieter side not in a bad way like just it was a little I mean other than Chuck like I think it was on the power play he had a really good play but mm. but no I, I, I Strawman was fine I thought it was a little weird that he was in over Zaboral yeah especially after Zaboral like had Scored. a yeah he had a, a beautiful goal so yeah. odd but yeah. Is what it is. Yeah. Um, uh, can we? I would love. I want to give you credit for the comment about saying like, "What if Pasternak learns to use that slap pass even more?" <laughs> and then that's exactly what happened in this game. It's the first thing I thought of. I was like, "Joe predicted this." Like, <laughs> I mean, to see how effective it was and then to not use it again would be insane. <laughs> He's like, "Wow, that was really easy to do for me." Like, I'm never doing it again. Yeah. Wow. That was he, really easy for that one time because it's because <laughs> like you don't know, if, like you can't cheat and move over and try to take the pad, like put your pad on to that guy. Because if you do, he's just going to actually shoot it and score. Like it's like unless you have somebody clearing out one of the Bruins from the crease, like that is a wildly high percentage dangerous play for the opposing team. I think you just I think honestly, if if you're trying to defend the Burns power play right now, you just glue somebody to Pasternak or whoever's in that circle because Krejci took over that role later in the game. It's like, just glue somebody to him, play four on three. Like, he's just a a threat in every way, dude. It's like, he's just so built for it, dude. It's like, I've never seen somebody resemble Ovechkin yeah, so much. I, I think he's the only person in the league that really gives him a run for his money in terms of like one timing from that area. 
Yeah, just like being a power play threat. It's like, yeah, if he's there, he's I mean, to add this to your repertoire is insane. Yeah. And to use it back to back times. That's the one thing I will say is that like, you know how when pasta (laughs) finds a new move, he'll use it like seven times in a row. Yes. I do foresee him overusing this. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guarantee the next attempt, it's going to get broken up like immediately. And like someone's going to get a stick in times. the way. Or, honestly, I would love it if he just rips it next time and just like bitch That's you the thought. thing, though. Like, he doesn't, he doesn't, his think. deception game is not as strong as his just overpower game. So, like, there's a lot of times where, like, I don't know, when he does like a, a new dipsy do and it's like, and it works, I immediately think like he's going to do that four times in the next five games. And if it gets broken up three of those times, it doesn't stop him. He's like, I'm just going to keep doing it. So that was like one thing I did think like him, it working twice in a row is telling him do this all the time now. Uh, But if he like, if he really oscillates there, dude, and he's like a threat to do both of those things. I mean, it's an unstoppable power play. There's just no, there's no defending that. Yeah. Like I said, other than gluing a guy to his hip, which like good luck keeping up with him. Like even if he, you know, wants to be in that circle, he's, he's going to find open space. Like you're not really going to be able to keep somebody on him. So it's like, you really don't have any options. No. And we've talked about this before. Cause like, even if you did that, you're then leaving open Brad Martian on the right wing, or you're leaving Bergeron open on the bumper or McAvoy <laughs> closing in from the blue line. It's like, there's just so many, it's spin the wheel. Like, how do you want to score this power play goal? It's kind of up to you. Mm. What, this one, oh, and I love it, dude. Love when it. Jake scores, there's a certain feeling um, of, uh, like you said, a vindication that washes over me. It, but it's residual from last year, and I know it's not relevant anymore. But when he scores, there's still like a hell yeah, Jake, good for you, man. You know, you deserve it. You hear it in the garden. Like, there's mm-hmm. comments every time he scores. Like, there's mm-hmm. someone making some comment about that. Like, not like, fuck you, Cassidy. Sometimes I yell that. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's like something alluding to the fact that, like, he nearly left the team, came mm-hmm. very close to leaving the team, and then didn't, and then came back and is, like, doing incredibly well. Yeah. Actually, I got bored at work, uh, and uh, sorry, boss, if you're hearing that. Uh, I, I kind of just, like, extrapolated out, like, what are all these players on pace for for points in the season? Mm-hmm. And I kind of wanted to run them by you and ask if you think that's going to be too high or too low. Love it. So DeBrusque is on pace for 58 points. What do you think of that? That feels right on. Really? I feel like it's a touch low, like not like 10% low. Like, I would say, yeah, I would say if it's either way, it's a little low, but that, but that feels right. The, the two that like really stick out to me are the, the highest two. So Paz mm-hmm. is on pace for 125 points. Probably not going to get it. No, he has, I think, 26 right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lindholm is on pace for 87. Oh. His career high is 34. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, oh, I want to get another. He get a, actually, no, I'm sorry. It's even higher because he had an assist last night. <laughs> And he's a, he was a plus two last night, so now he's leading the league with a plus twenty. It's unbelievable. I by love the it. way, so, by the way, yes. we've been talking about plus minus on this show, yeah, a fair amount. It's a valid stat when it needs to be. Whenever yeah, it supports yeah. the argument, it's a great <laughs> stat. It's a supplementary stat. It's not complete, but if you tie it to other stats, it's useful. 
like if the season ends and Carlson, Eric, I'm tired of talking about it. Eric Carlson has like you bring him up. You're I know I do. I him, it's, you're the it's, one talking about him. Love and hate are really close to each other. It's hate, love and indifference are the opposite. But if he ends the season with like a hundred points, I'm not even gonna say hundred because at that point there's no taking it away from him. Say eighty points, mm-hmm. and Lynn Holmes say at sixty. Lynn Holmes like a plus thirty five, and Carlson's like a minus ten. Lynn Holmes the better defenseman. Lynn Holmes. Yeah, like, but the award's not for the best defenseman. Yeah. It's just not. <laughs> you know? Oh no! It's just not <laughs> I know. The award's for. It's just upsetting. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Bergeron's on pace for seventy three points. Also, I think that's about right. That's about right. Yeah, I like that. What about Marshy? <laughs> That's the only one that I, I I have to scramble to look up right now. Uh, so Marchand, yeah, because there's some. It's the games play that throws it off. So he's on pace for about a hundred points because he's played nine. So mm-hmm. multiply that by nine, which is eighty-one. He has eleven points, so he's on pace for a, a roughly a hundred points. Which, but, I'm, but I mean, subtracting out the games. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It would have been a hundred point season. Yeah, minus the, like a ninety-point season and eighty-five. Completely fine. Completely fine. I think that's I think Acceptable. that's also right on. Yeah, if Lynn Holmes is second place on the team in points, it's crazy with eighteen. Outrageous. Yeah, I mean Jack said during this game, he's like, "I will be the first to admit it. I thought Hampus Lindholm was going to be very good when he came here. I did not think he was going to be this good." Oh yeah, no, a hundred percent. Like I think that's a really succinct way of putting how a lot of us felt. Mm-hmm. And I, I think I, that's almost word for word what we talked about. Mm-hmm. How like you knew he was going to be good, like big body, like people got a lot of good things to say about him. Like we sent a big package out to Anaheim for him, and even like all, all the professionals, like there's Billy, uh, Ray, uh, Jaffe, and Razor were talking about it. Like people reaching out to them, being like, "What's going on? Like, why was this <laughs> happening?" Like, and they even interviewed him. He was like, "Oh, you know, he's clearly a very humble man," but like. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that like everyone knew he was going to be good, right? Everyone made a big deal of it. And like it was a big name signing, right? To some extent. And he's still probably like the most pleasant surprise of the National Hockey League. You know what I was thinking about is the seventh player award this year is going to be impossible to give out because you could fucking pick anybody on this team. Like it could be Felino, It could be Lindholm. It could be no sick for his defensive contributions. It could be Olmark. It could be so many different people. I bet it. Can you give it to Lindholm? If you expect him to be good. I was going to say, if he's like, if he's in the Norris conversation, he's not getting that. Yeah, I always felt it's like someone you didn't expect much from, and they went like well above that. Not just like we expected an eighty, and you gave us a ninety-five. Yeah, it's just it's crazy how much he's exceeding his expectations. Because like everyone's like, oh yes, this guy is going to be good, and he's still blowing that out of the water. I mean, the name of the game is sustainability with this team across the board. Like you just don't know how any of these are guys are going to look. Or how this team is going to look, you know, months from now. But he just seems, I don't know, the, the things that he puts on display, like I've never questioned, like, oh, like he's getting a lucky bounce here or he's, you know, winning a, a battle by mistake or whatever. He just seems to be so goddamn skilled 
and so smart with the puck that he's he's just going to keep doing this. I don't see why he wouldn't, barring like an injury. Yeah, it's not like he has like a 40% shot percentage or something like that. Like something like mm-hmm. that's breaking soon. Like I, I think it was two years ago. It was one, it was the year Pasta almost hit 50. So it might have been longer than though, longer than that. Mm-hmm. It was like November and he had like 28 goals or something outrageous. He had like mm-hmm. a ridiculous amount of goals. You know, like this can't keep going. Like he's getting them in early and it's going to drop off and that's completely fine. Mm-hmm. But like you said, like there's really nothing in Lindholm's game that's like, well, you can't do that every night. Like everything he's, he's probably going to keep doing this. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no reason for him to not to. And <sighs> Carlson. I don't think Carlson Why? Can, I don't think he can keep that pace up. I don't think that is sustainable. What are his numbers right now? He's second in the league in goals. He's just outrageously good right now. He is second in the league in points. He has 28 points. The only person who has more points than Eric Carlson is Connor McDavid. <laughs> he's, 28 he's points, 11 goals. goals. Yeah, fifth in goals. 11 goals. God, that's got to be... Like that can't keep happening. <laughs> like it can't. God, this, What's happening this, in San Jose? Like the sharks are so sad, bro. That it's like he's just uh, the diamond in the rough over there. Yeah, I mean Couture's still there, but it's like <laughs> it's just so funny that like everybody else. Like the sharks Nick, are six. Nick Benino. Nick Benino's there. Oh my god! Didn't even know he was still playing. Svechnikov. Nico Sturm. But it's like ugh, they just had so many chances, and it's just so, Tomas Hurdle, Timo Meyer. But so it's like uh, they just tried to keep these guys around. Like one more push, guys. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. And one by one, like it's their just, big names are just all dropped off. It's just weekend at Bernie's over there. Yeah, just really trying to keep the shades on. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Bring them out there again. Yeah, uh, and I remember. So last episode we talked about like. The only type of goal you can really score in Olmark is that like really well executed Deke. Mm-hmm. And the goal against him tonight was like, you can't get more screened than that. He only saw orange. Like mm-hmm. somebody was like yeah. ass in face, like so close that like you almost are like, is that interference? Like Brick immediately was like, no, that's not, that's not sufficient. That's not contact. Mm-hmm. But like when I, I saw it live, I, I didn't quite see that. And then in the replay, I'm like, oh, there, he did not see that puck at all. That's the kind I actually wrote this down. So I'm, I'm glad you mentioned the interference thing. That's the kind of play that we've seen called interference like multiple times. And I am glad this is how selfless I am. This is how smart I am. Logical ahead of emotional. I am so glad that that was called a good goal. Because that was not goaltender interference, and I want to be able to point. I'll tell you, this is this is what we call keeping one in the chamber. Okay, <laughs> I'm ready for you know six months from now when a much more important game and a much more important goal is called back for a soft goaltender interference on the Bruins, and when people are like, "Oh, you're biased." Obviously, the Boston fans going to say that. I can point Check back to this tape. to this November game and be like, "Ah, uh, I thought this was the right call." See. That, so I'm loading that up now. I'm ready for this for, for months from now when this is relevant again. Uh, or not relevant when I try to shoehorn it in as relevant. I'm going to have my it. God, can you hear my cat? Goose completely agrees with you. <laughs> it's all right, Joe. We're, we're going to make it through. Do you need a cat? No, I have one. Thank you. Loki started the episode with crying, but I break his spirit really quickly by not acknowledging him all the time. 
Yeah, I wish that worked, bro. I wish that worked over here. It just doesn't. Oh, but to bring it back to the sharks, <laughs> <laughs> as I knew that you wanted to. Geese, yes. Uh, <laughs> you can't have dead time. Really, you know, you gotta, it's really, yeah, really, have. really sad <laughs> that Joe Thornton's a th- not playing anymore. yeah i kind of forgot about it because there was like two at least two seasons where i he we would play the sharks and i was like oh he's still playing mm-hmm. and honestly it was actually no it was, that's disingenuous because i went to the games because i was like this could be joe thornton's last game at the garden so i went to one and then he just came back the next year so i had to go again <laughs> and those were the two games that shara and evander kane fought oh, so that wow. kept being fun like that was the new tradition mm-hmm that was always good too. Yeah, I'm just sad for him, man. Yeah, I just well, just somebody sign him, please, would you? Do we have room? I think he's tired. I think he's. I'm tired, boss. Like, I don't think he wants to stop playing at all. I think he's like the definition of a gamer. That's fair. Nobody wants to play more than Joe Thornton. He's gonna. He's just gonna hang around locker rooms. I love photos of him and Brent Burns walking around because they look like two homeless men. Like. <laughs> And they're like, no, they're two of the better players in the world. Well, in the league. Like, at some point in their careers. Yeah, I thought you were going to say, I like looking at those pictures of them naked next to each other. They, those well, I'm not going to say it. I'll we'll imply right it. Now. Uh, how about yep. my boy, David Krejci? Did he do something? Uh, he, he did two things. What did he do? He scored a goal, and then he then he scored a goal. In one game? In one period. You can do that? Uh, six minutes and 17 seconds apart, you can. 16 what? seconds after that goal <laughs> yeah, we were just was, talking that, about. That was the best part, too. The guy, I mean, I again, this is one of the, I'm speaking for the garden through my experience. I lost it, and the gar- there was like, there's something about that immediate get-back goal that is just so invigorating. Like you don't even have a chance to like fully get deflated from the goal and you're already back up. Like it's the perfect fuck you. Like it's like, it's a great way to get everybody in the crowd, like riled up. I'm going to, <laughs> it's getting louder, <laughs> dude. There, I muted myself because there was such a long one. <laughs> There's like some long one. Dude, cats don't even sound like that, bro. You feed him, right? Sometimes I don't know, dude. I don't know when he acts like this. I don't. <laughs> it's like a fish. You don't feed him every day, right? <laughs> yeah, I have feelings every day of my life. Like, like some fifteen-year-old kid. Uh, I don't even remember what I was gonna say, bro. I was talking. About it, David it's a Krejci fuck scoring. you. It's a fuck you is what it is. It feels great. Zaka, an incredible effort from Zaka on that like one-handed poke check on the four check. Oh, that's uh, beautiful. Just directly to Krejci, and then it wasn't a gimme. Like Krejci had to like settle it, control it, and let it rip, and he did. Yeah, like Zaka's like bat to initially get that puck moving ahead of him was impressive. Like that almost felt random. Like I, you, I don't think they showed a really great angle exactly how it shook down, but and then him to follow up and like kind of just like tie up the defenseman and then reach around with his right arm and swing the puck just to space. And like you said, like Krejci had to like giddy up and get up there and. He made that like very quick, like forehand. He he it was weird, like because he had it forehand, then he went backhand for seemingly no reason, and then immediately kind of went forehand lift shot. 
Mm-hmm. And it was not even a hard shot. It was just accurate. It was like a little, almost like a light lob up into the net. But it was good. Like I, mm-hmm. I've been saying, like Krejci's been coasting, and like that's like, I feel like Krejci doesn't get a lot of those opportunities. Like Krejci doesn't get a ton of breakaways. It's usually like, just like some like slap shot from like high out, or like he has it coming up the boards and like just passes it to somebody. But mm-hmm. I was very. I mean, happy he also to- doesn't get a lot of opportunities like the second goal. No, he was absolutely. basically doing a poster knock impression. And Felina was doing circle. a Bergeron impression. I mean, that how crazy is passed? it? Mm-hmm. Like there was a couple years ago, Bergeron did that exact same fucking thing, and it was beautiful mm-hmm. then. And it was beautiful now. I mean, dude, Nick Felino. Let's I'm get him on the on the pod. <laughs> Honestly, if you're on into him, I bet he would not outright say no. I don't think he'd do it, but I think he'd be like, yeah, no, uh, yeah. And then I hand him a bag of candy corn because that's the only way I know how to bribe him. We can we should start getting guys on the show. Let's start that's, getting guys on the show. We'll get Nick on here. That's a good idea. I like that idea. Yeah, yeah, we can do it. We're just choosing not to. We just prefer to be ourselves. Yeah. Kind of no, might throw off our vibe a little <laughs> bit, you know? Yeah. Because like what are we gonna talk about? I guess candy hockey. corn. Hockey, I guess. Hockey. Does he want to talk about work at home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep working at work, babe. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But no, that both of those goals are so nice, so nice. And <laughs> the best part at the end of that game for me is in the last like two and a half minutes, they had like three golden scoring chances. It was like they were like, "We're not done." Like we three goldie, that is not sufficient. Yeah, Coyle had an, uh, a really oh, close one, one in the last minute. That one was beautiful. Fucking th- that's like exactly the shot he took is the one mm. I imagine Nosek would have taken on his opportunity, just like well over the bar. And it's like, like I, th- I think that went out of play. Like that didn't even hit glass. It, it's also just like this cool little cliffhanger at the end of games that the Bruins do, where it's yeah. like, hey, remember we can like do whatever we want to whoever we want. Thanks for coming by, but like this fight was over before it started. And then I'm like, I knew that already. Can you remember that in the first <laughs> period next game? Like they're playing coy, brother. They're this is the best team in hockey. They're ten and zero at home. That's obnoxious. Are you did are you the one to use the word obnoxious earlier today? Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly it. Like they're this is obnoxious of them. Like <laughs> and again, they're not even it's really a little rude. They're not even running away with the league. Like the, the devils and knights are like one game behind them, or at least the devils are. Mm-hmm. Which I'm like, you guys are kind of stealing our thunder a bit. Can you like not? Do you mind? Like, I don't Can like giving us a minute, please. I feel the way about the Devils almost how we discuss the Blue Jackets, like just an unsexy team. Like, I just like I don't give a shit about you. Like the coolest thing to them about me or about them to me is Broder. And that's gone. <laughs> yeah, well, gone. Not. I'm like, thanks for drafting. No, no, they didn't even draft Taylor Hall. The Oilers did. Thanks for giving him an MVP season, I guess. I don't know. I just don't give a shit they, about the Devils. I, th- I I don't like when the Devils aren't good. It's very much like the Red Wings. When they In aren't the, good? They, yeah. Like you want the Devils to be succeeding? I want okay. the Devils to be good. I want I the feel, Devils to be good way. and the Red Wings to be good. But I want the Red Wings to be good. Not so much now because they're in the Atlantic, but like, eh. It's just, uh, it's just better for hockey. I don't it know makes, why. Well, it's their original six. There's just so much there. Like, it's just I mean, New a Jersey. bad look. Like, oh, New Jersey. All yeah, right. I don't know what definitely, it is. Jersey, <laughs> definitely. Where, that nor do me, I. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's just their history. It's like that they were somebody. I just, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I associate them with, like, 
being legit. But That's they're fair. not this good. There's just no way. Like no, we've talked pretty not. openly about how, like, I'm not following, like, the, I'm not going and watching full games. You know, I watch highlights and whatever, but like, I, I can't imagine that like the group that you've had without adding any big pieces is suddenly just like a solid team. I just can't and like the second best team in the national hockey league. I just don't buy it. Like, I think, I think they're hot right now and like teams get hot, but like you can't, you can't get a hot season. You don't accidentally fall into a first place season. No, I, I, I think in two months it'll be like, remember when the devils were like on a bender, like, yeah, do you see they're that good, uh, they're still setting themselves up to be in an incredible position? Like, I doubt that they're not making the playoffs at this point. But <laughs> who's leading the Devils in points? Uh, Jesper Bratt. Yeah, it is Jesper. Yeah. Every time we discuss a team, I look it up. But that even like I look at that, I'm like, I, I don't know you that well. Like, Dougie Hamilton. Yeah, Dougie Dougie's Hamilton is fourth. He has 14 points in 17 games. <laughs> I have like this dumb, the dumbest bitter feelings about Dougie Hamilton. Like it's like an ex you never got over. It's like move on, Rob. Dude, Eric Howell is there too. Yeah, Gosh, he is. Miles Wood, I think is a very underrated player. The bubble season mm-hmm. when the Bruins kept playing the Devils over and over again, I mm-hmm. couldn't it felt like Wood was playing like 40 minutes a game. Yeah. Like yeah, it's one of those in the bonnet. Yeah, like just one of those guys that like you you remember like going forward, like I didn't know you before, but I know you now. So I like him. He's he's a good player. Mackenzie Blackwood. God, man, I I'm excited to play the Devils. I just want to see what the matchup looks like. Um, yeah, but I agree. But speaking of matchup, it's probably about time that we check out the good old Chicago Blackhawks and uh, preview this game at the TD Garden, their 11th home game of the season, folks. It's coming against you know them. You love them, the Chicago Blackhawks. I, I'm going to go in with a dangerous amount of confidence in this game. This game's over. Like every game, I give myself an out and be like, well, you know, this could be it. No, the Bruins are winning Saturday night against the Blackhawks. So here's a fun little way to use uh, plus minus as a supplementary stat. When your points leader is also a minus six, you got some problems on your hands. Um, is it Kane? Things are not going well. It's Patrick Kane. Yeah. Uh, things are not going well. Oh my God. Look at all of those minuses. Yeah. I mean, they shit. minus six, minus four, minus one, minus eight, minus three, minus two, minus three, minus seven, minus five. Holy shit. What's going on? In they Chicago? allow a lot of goals, dude. <laughs> Holy hell. I guess so. Uh, and they, yeah, they're scoring like two and a half per game on average. Yeah, and they're allowing just around three. Jesus. Not good. They have the least amount of goals scored in the league. Yeah, I mean, I very much believe that. They have 40 goals scored. And that's Taze is leading place. with seven, dude. Another guy that I'm like, you're still playing? They still love him. <laughs> they still love you, Jonathan. I, I want to give some context for anybody who doesn't know that, because I that is just... So Pierre Maguire interviewing Jonathan Taze. What, was that even like a playoff game or anything of value? I don't think so. He just interviews him, and like he starts the interview with... They still love you, Jonathan. Well, he says, he says, ladies and gentlemen, Jonathan Taze. No. <laughs> and so the crowd like... cheers. And then he says, they still love you, Jonathan, and holds the mic out to him. 
It's like and not Jonathan a thing you can Taze respond goes, to. Oh, okay, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Already incredibly awkward, Jonathan Days, and you're setting him up with that. Like it's it's the mic tilt that really gets me. Like <laughs> now he's your have, turn. <laughs> he's definitely gonna have a reply to they still love you, Jonathan. Good. Uh, good. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, well, Pierre. Uh, I met Jonathan Taze once, and I, he he did was you really? an awkward guy. Yeah. Where and did you meet Jonathan Taze? I can't tell you. I'll tell you off the air. Oh my god, I'm really excited. <laughs> I'm just gonna tweet it. He's an awkward guy. Yeah, the second the show ends. <laughs> hey, Joe doesn't want to talk about it, but he was at a strip club in New Orleans. That is more or less where my mind went. So. Yeah, no, it was it wasn't a strip club. It was... He looks like someone who just like drinks like a small glass of milk, sitting by himself at a table while doing nothing else. Really? You don't see Taze as like a, you don't see him as a drinker? He looks like he, I wouldn't be surprised to learn that Jonathan Taze is Mormon. Like he gives me that kind of energy. I get big time uh, party boy vibes from Jonathan Taze. I think Patrick Haynes gave off enough of that. Yeah. You know what I think it is? I think it's that Jonathan Taze is like from Winnipeg. And like, I think you just can't look like you have fun there. I think you just are born looking bored. Does anybody have fun in Winnipeg? Um... I wouldn't. There's a I Denny's. Might. It might be a lovely place. I, I no fuck way. with Denny's. I fuck with Denny's, bro. Denny's I is fucking good. love you. They still love you, Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> I fuck with Denny's, bro. Oh, I'm going to go get Denny's tonight. That's going to be dinner. Dinner at Denny's with dad. That's what we're going to do. Bring Goose. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to kill that cat, bro. All Goose, right. scream if you want to go to Denny's. There you have it, folks. We're taking the cat to Denny's. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, no, the Blackhawks again, like just dumb amount of confidence. Home ice, struggling offense, not just not a great team right now. Twelfth in the Western Conference, seventh in the Central Division. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they've they've won I think two games on the road or something like that. It like not a God lot. Damn, do they? Suck. Yeah, they are two, three, and two on the road. Oh. and they have a minus six goal differential. Not great. Seven games on the road, they scored 14 goals. They have a 64% penalty kill on the road. Brutal. They're not yeah, doing I, great. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I just, there, there's so much fucking steam for the Bruins right now. And I just don't foresee the Chicago Blackhawks standing their ground well enough to kick the Bruins off the pedestal. In their last 10, they're 2 5 and 3. Not good. That's really not good. No, they've lost the last two. They stink. I mean, if this this is an eat my hat game, if they lose this one, I'll eat my hat. They, oh my god, the Sabers have lost seven in a row. What again? There's so many winning and losing streaks in the league this year. Weren't the Sabers like sitting pretty for a bit? They were. See, this is the Devils' future. They're gonna have a pretty significant losing streak. The Buffalo Sabres were seven and three, and now they're seven and ten. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> What's like the Devils were three and three, and now they're fourteen and three. Silly. Yeah, there was a lot. Like the the Penguins at one point were like four and zero, oh, and then they were like four and seven or four and eight. I'm a little jealous that we don't have like a big streak going right now, and the only reason we don't because it's fucking Toronto. Is yeah, and, and it's you know, it was you know, a game where yeah, I know 60 minute effort. Oh, uh, I thought you were gonna say 
I mean, it was it was right after the. That's the yeah. <laughs> That's, it's all his fault. We no, they, that was like the, when you play a team that plays all sixty minutes against you, you're gonna lose if you're only playing for the third period. Yeah. But yeah, no. Again, I, I, I'll well, say it again. Bruins are winning tomorrow. They just are. Like I think emphatically winning tomorrow. Like kind of like Jesus Christ, they're already dead. Mm-hmm. You think of what are you thinking? Sixer? I'm thinking six to one tomorrow. I was maybe even six, six two. One. I'll say six two. I'll say six because like, they still have good offensive talents. It's just they're not feeling it right now. Like Patrick Kane is Patrick Kane and Taves are never not a threat. Yeah, but they just pair up against Bergeron and Bergeron is well Bergeron, so they kind of cancel out. Yeah, I'll say six Bruins. two. My prediction: uh, Marshan three points. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Bruins win convincingly at home. We don't even have to do the next episode. We 11 just... and 0. Yeah, we'll skip it. We'll yeah. see you guys after the Tampa Bay game. Uh, you know, it's yeah. always a pleasure, Rob. It really is. <laughs> Thank you, Joey. I, I feel the same way about you. Getting getting on here, dude. It's the it's the highlight of my day. I got you, your eyes are so after. dead right now that I can't help but feel this is actually an affront. No, this is how I feel, dude. Uh, I sit here and I wait for you to call. And then when we Be get ready. off, I turn the light off and I sit here until the next episode. It's just the Patrick Star. Like, what do you do when I'm not home? Wait for you to get back. Like, yeah, that's what I do. I sit here at, in this chair with the light off, just looking around the room. So I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. We'll be back uh, after the okay, Lightning game. We are actually going to take off the uh, the Blackhawks game because who cares? Um, I'm going to have three beers. So I might die. Shit. Yeah, take it easy, bro. If you, I mean, just call me, you know? I want to talk. Something's up. We'll call. All right. All right. We'll be back. Rob, say the thing. Bear. We suck. (laughs) 